I hope you're enjoying the National Teacher Mental Health Month podcast episodes that we've been doing in May. May is National Teacher Mental Health Month. You might not know that because I made it up a couple weeks ago, but I think we deserve a mental health month. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. And one thing that I think stops teachers from really doing amazing things in the classroom and from taking on extracurricular activities, becoming more innovative in the classroom, maybe moving on to a different job, is the fear of being criticized. We don't want to put ourselves out there because then people can judge us. Putting ourselves out there might involve speaking out against a school policy, telling a parent what he or she does not want to hear. It might mean implementing innovative teaching or sponsoring a club. What happens is when we step away from the crowd, we open ourselves up to criticism, which makes us not want to step away from the crowd. That leaves two options. Option one is we can just not try. We can just keep on doing the same old, same old, not stepping out there, not doing extra stuff. Because if we do those things, we're going to get criticized. That's number two. So you can either take criticism or you can be better at your job. I'll give you some examples. When I was hired at the current school I'm at, my principal challenged me to make a difference. To make a di- and, I, and, and I think I have. And one way he's challenged us to make a difference is to take on extra assignments. Now, we get paid for those extra assignments, so it's not like it's charity. He's not asking us to do anything that would break union rules or anything like that. But one of the one of the ways I sought to make a difference was to become the senior class advisor. I'm in charge of graduation. I'm in charge of fundraising for the senior class. And really, it's something I didn't want to do. And I'll be honest with you, I still don't want to do. But graduation's coming up real soon. So <laughs> uh, maybe I should cut this podcast episode short and get to work on that, right? Now, with uh, part of this senior class advisors, I need to communicate with parents on a regular... So I send out frequent emails. And you would think, you would think that, you know... I'm a parent. If I get an email from the senior class advisor and my son's a senior, he is a senior right now, which is why my wife forced me or why I chose to do this. Someone might say, hey, thanks a lot for this information. But no, 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 no. The only emails I get back, as you might imagine, are criticisms. Of course, it's not limited to clubs. It's also includes anyone ever coached a sport knows this. Uh, You guys remember that pandemic we had a couple years ago? Everyone had to wear masks. Remember that when we were in online school and that? Anyhow, well, there was this pandemic back in 2020. You may have heard of it. You may have saw something about it in the news. But at my school, we had to go to what's called remote learning or virtual learning. And the athletic director and I decided, hey, things were winding down. We thought things were winding down in the pandemic. We know it's kind of uh, never ending, maybe. And we thought, let's get a track and cross country team together. We thought, because there was nothing going on at the school. Tracks outdoor, cross countries outdoor, social distancing, not that big of a deal. So we started up a track team, and our in our high school is a, our high school middle school combined is around a hundred students. So we started doing track and cross country Monday Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays every day, or actually Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays three thirty to five. And we're getting forty students. So that's forty percent of the school is coming out for our team. I thought, wow. And I'm thinking, I'm feeling good. I'm like, well, we're really making a difference. These kids have been cooped up doing online school, not able to get out, not really exercise. And here we have provided something great for them. And we were feeling good. 
And I'm like, and I, and I look back at this and realize that we really did a good service to to the to the young people at our school. We made a difference, which is what my principal asked me to do. But of course, at the time, did everyone appreciate what we were doing? I think a better question: Did anyone appreciate what we were doing? I think there probably was, but of course, we got criticism. We got criticism because it's hot in the afternoon. Can you just schedule the track practices in the evening? It's pretty hot where where I live. It's in the Caribbean. <laughs> hot and humid, especially at 3.30 in the afternoon. A couple weeks after we, we started track and cross country, one of the other teachers started doing an after-school tutoring. So then people got on Facebook and were complaining about criticizing us for scheduling two things at once. So basically, we were taking time out of our schedule to provide a service for the school. And we got 10 criticisms to every one positive comment. That's why people don't do extracurricular activities. I don't like being criticized. In fact, I gave a choice earlier, either do nothing or get criticized. I'm more likely to choose the former because I don't like being criticized. But what if instead we learn how to deal with the criticism that will eventually come as we do our jobs? And this is what's kind of happened. I'm learning better how to deal with these criticisms. In this episode, we'll talk about top tips for dealing with criticism and how to use these tips when the criticism is coming from people we know. Negative feedback doesn't have to be excruciating. It doesn't even have to be painful. The tips I share today will show you how to take feedback without beating yourself up for it. Criticism is a legitimate fear. It's a legitimate fear because we want approval. We want to be included in the tribe, on the team, at the workplace, wanting to be part of the group. Think about our species. Back in the day, if we got kicked out of the tribe, and you can think about this in regards to your students as well, what would happen if we got kicked out of the tribe back in the day? Well, we're going to die because we're all alone. One of the reasons students have such a huge fear with public speaking, for example, is because they are literally and physically separated from the group when they're standing up speaking in front of the class. This whole group that they need to be part of, they need to be part of this group. It's it's a primal instinct. They are now standing apart from, speaking from a different angle versus feeling like they're part of it. Same thing applies as teachers. Although I think it's safe to say we're not really part of the group, we're separating ourselves from the group as we stand in front of the class. But there's other ways we put ourselves out there too. When we try different teaching approaches, when we become a coach, a sponsor, we separate from the group with our new ideas and our new activities. We open ourselves to criticism. Furthermore, when we try to make changes in our personal lives, such as losing weight or starting a side business or doing a podcast, we are also putting ourselves out there and perhaps separating ourselves from the group as well. Let's get one thing out of the way. People are always going to judge and criticize each other. So I say let them. If you're like me, you receive emails or comments from parents. Although nine out of every 10 are positive, my tendency is to dwell on the negative one. I'll admit I have a thin skin. The same applies not just to my job as a teacher, but with podcasts and website comments. I want to avoid all criticism, which as we know, is impossible. So I'm going to share with you the number one way to avoid criticism, and that's don't do anything. Just go along with the norm, no matter what. Fulfill minimum requirements. So I do want to offer that the best way and the way many people deal with that is by not taking risk, by not putting themselves out there, by not risking that criticism. And that's obviously, that's a a valid choice and something that you can do and something I've done in the past. Look, there are some instances as a teacher when I base my decision on not wanting to make my life difficult. I think we can agree that always taking the easy way out, however, isn't going to lead to success, fulfillment, growth, the life we want, the classroom we want. So if you do opt to put yourself out there and receive criticism, here are suggestions for getting past it. The first one, and I think the easiest one, is to ignore it. I don't mean read the comment and pretend you don't care. 
I mean, don't read it. Block email senders. Don't read Facebook posts about your organization. Uh, the school I taught at before here had a uh, parents Facebook group for the school. Now you think that'd be like, oh great, the parents are getting together doing a parents Facebook group. But man, if you read the post on there, the the comments on there, you would you would think that I taught at the world's worst school because all they did was criticize, criticize, criticize. Don't ask for the criticism. Don't go to social media and see what people are saying about you. If there's an article in the newspaper about your school and how horrible it is, don't read it. If there's someone at your school or outside of your school that likes to criticize certain aspects of your teaching, avoid them. Now, some things we can't. We need to respond to most parent emails. We need to listen to our boss when he calls for a meeting or observes us. We need to attend meetings, unfortunately. Before engaging in these, however, give yourself some room to receive positivity as well. Think about your accomplishments, your positive qualities. Our brain, for survival purposes, will focus on the negative. We need to, therefore, pepper our brains intentionally with positivity. By accepting the positivity along with the negativity, we might find some insights into how we can improve. Tip number three, don't join the critics. I don't mean don't join the critics in general. I mean don't pile on. You might receive criticism that has some validity. But instead of accepting it and making a plan to improve, you join in and start criticizing yourself ruthlessly. Let's say you do a poor job on a lesson and you receive some feedback from a colleague. Do you start beating yourself up? Chances are the negative feedback you give yourself is far worse than the criticism you initially received that caused it. The worst criticism you receive is from yourself. That noise inside your brain that criticizes you ahead of time before you do something. That criticizes you while you're doing it and that criticizes you after it's done. That is the most debilitating criticism any of us will ever have, and we have to make sure that we're conscious of it. We have to make sure that we're paying attention to it and that we're not letting it prevent us from being who we want to be in this world. So that would be tip four. Stop beating yourself up. The external criticism will come. We're going to deal with it. We can't control that, but the internal criticism we can control. The internal criticism we have a process for. Those thoughts that we think, those thoughts that we believe about ourselves will determine the results in our lives. It will determine what we end up creating, how much we end up showing up, and who we become. So pay close attention to what you're criticizing, what you're judging in yourself, and make a conscious decision to stop it, to not tolerate it, to not keep beating up on yourself. And I'm going to have more about this tendency for teachers to beat themselves up with negative talk, self-criticism. And that's going to be next episode. Thanks for coming in. Hey, you're doing great. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 